please won't you be oh we're doing another test i thought we were my neighbor no that wasn't a test i thought you were singing the test is now real uh, technically, I am singing. Do you know what I was singing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, yeah. Uh, that's not the name of this show. Isn't it Mr. Uh, Rogers' Mis- Neighborhood? Mr. Or- Rogers' Neighborhood, yeah. yeah. So, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was my... Is and was and is my favorite uh, childhood show. Really? Yeah. I think Mr. Rogers is... Um, so, there's that meme that, you know, that the, whole, the, <laughs> the trinity of like... Of great of great men or greatness in the world is you know Mr. Rogers, uh, Bob Ross. So Fred Rogers, Bob Ross, and um, the Crocodile Hunter. What was his name? Crocodile Dundee. No man, no. the guy that died from a stingray. Oh, I thought that was the, that was the image I had in my head. Um, what was it? Um, not Wilson. Um, I can't. I feel terrible now oh that I can't goodness. think of his name. I get Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, thank you. Yeah, so Steve Irwin, Bob Ross, Jeez. and Fred Rogers, they are the like my favorite meme of them is Rogers taught you to be kind to others. Mm-hmm. Irwin taught you to be kind to animals, mm-hmm. and Bob Ross taught you to be kind to yourself. So that that's all you need, right? <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never watched much Bob Ross like ever. Um, it was quite boring. Really? Yeah, Bob Ross. It's just I don't. As as a kid, I, I wasn't interested in painting all that much, and then also I just I didn't like the the way everything was grayed out because it was old. So like everything has that like kind of like film grain to it. Oh, the, the yeah the film yeah I know what you yeah. mean yeah the, um, the, the old film basically yeah, yeah pretty much. So it was it just, I just didn't way really like the way that looked and it was it's the same reasons I I never liked uh, Willy Wonka because I hated the way it looked. Really? So you you don't you don't like um old film then that's basically. not entirely true because like um like a lot of old musicals i was i liked um what else i like uh you know movies from the from the 80s as well you know and they got that that little bit they don't they're not that quite dated looking but no but you know i'm trying to think of any 70s because that's like 70s right it is yeah, yeah it's like 70s and 80s but uh it's also some of that stuff is it, well much of what those guys did was public access Mm-hmm. So it was lower quality. It was on, even lower. Over, yeah. But what's interesting is that, you know, before digital, I used to be really good at judging what year a movie was made based on its film quality, like well up into the 90s. Like you could just tell. Yes. You know, oh, for you'd always, sure. you could even tell if it was like a TV movie because they used a certain like film yeah. for it. Um, but I was thinking, like, what what is my favorite kids show i know i mentioned fred rogers you know mr rogers but for me bob ross to me was kind of like a kid's show too and i loved watching it i still watch it to this day i'll watch reruns you know i'm watching hoping i'll see something i missed it got huge on netflix like people were watching it like nonstop. people were putting on to go to sleep too and things like that yeah i've done that like yeah i've no no i couldn't i never got into it that well oh man i got so for well i don't know maybe it's just a, a sign of the times I often wonder, like, if people younger than me by, like, let's say, ten or twenty years, mm. would have they would they have liked the same kids shows that I did, you know, growing up, and not just like um, learning shows like Mister Rogers, but also like cartoons. I mean, eighties cartoons, man, were the best. I I, I still think they're tops. Would you, would you have you had like He Man, GI Joe? Oh, dude, Saturday morning cartoons was like 
an event. It was like a movie night, like going out, like when movie night used to mean something. You know what I mean? Like oh, really yeah, mean something. Yeah, I know, I know, because I didn't have cable, so the only time I had cartoons was in the morning because that was when, it was Saturday morning, particularly. Right, ABC and yeah. CBS. Yeah, 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 exactly. They'd show all their, like, you know, what. I don't know why they had cartoons at that time, though. That's it. Never made sense to me. Like, how did they get? Did they didn't make those cartoons? They got the rights from like different other. It's like, well, I mean, from their point of view, I'm sure the reason was advertising, because man, there were lots of commercials and there were lots of new commercials. It was almost like the yeah. Super Bowl. Like every Saturday was was kind of like the Super Bowl of like toy cartoons and video game cartoons and water parks and theme parks and like anything to drive kids nuts and get their parents to pay for it. The thing was, it wasn't the best cartoons either. Like they were like like the the B level cartoons. When was this in the nineties? In the nineties, yeah. Like they they were like um you weren't you weren't getting Rugrats, you know, you weren't getting like uh, gargoyles, you weren't getting like those kinds of shows. I got what I'm trying to think. What I watched on Saturday morning, it was like Recess. That, that's that was one of them. Well, that's a good point too. It was like it was like the ones that were like not a tier. Like they so were, a lot of were, the, yeah a lot of those. I'm familiar with some of the ones you mentioned because I was even as a teenager like I loved gargoyles. I'll still watch that even today. Dude, so good. Oh, it is so good. It's one of the best ever made. That in Batman the animated series. Oh, that was are, so good. Like this, yeah. the animation style, so gripping. It's it is so good. The, just how dark it is and like you know. Just like the air of like, um, oh, it is the of, immersion, of evil, like looming. You yeah, know? yeah, like, always around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so it good. really is the. I think that show was like the best. Is probably my favorite depiction of Batman, as far as like his so, moral yeah. compass is concerned, and like the, his trials and tribulations. And I love the, I love that really like the technology. Like it was kind of low tech. It was sort of like if the fifties existed Dude, in the nineties. You know was, what I mean? It was okay. So like the first like season. Horrible. The animation is terrible. Well, it's rough. Yeah, it, it is, it and it is, improves. They, they, you can watch they, they it. it dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Like that first it's season, like you can see the money get pumped in over that time. That first season's hard to watch. Yeah. It really is. Like the animation, like the walks, even like especially like with the perspective when it's coming towards you. Yeah, n- not great. But the but the the mise en scene, if you will, the the feel of the animation of, of the cartoon, it was there. It was great. You know, it was they literally um, painted on black. You know, they for because like they knew there was going to be so much dark, so it was just going to be cheaper to make it have the 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 panel be black. Their passion then, made made them clever. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. I missed that. I I, I wonder because I don't really watch. I don't watch uh, modern kids shows, mm-hmm. and I had to. I when I got curious, I was looking things up, and boy, it, it is so alien now. And it, and it's yeah, weirdly there's, there's a lot of political there's a lot of political argument around it as well, like. Um, some shows are, you know, considered woke or like, you know, aimed at making indoctrinating children and stuff like that. I found is arguments for it. Is it that they're it. trying to indoctrinate I kids and do some ideology thing, or or is it that they're just trying to expose them to different viewpoints and show? Because they're, you know, it's always about uh, not necessarily inclusivity, but the uh, representation and showing that these people exist. You know, right. maybe, maybe to me that's what it's more about. Is like there's and, no reason to hate anyone. You know? I, I, so well, it's like, yeah, I mean, generally well, speaking, yes, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, a type of person, as long as you're not doing evil and hurting other people, yeah. there's no reason really to hate any other type of person. Like, no, like my dad said, always says, you know, assholes have no country. You know, they come from everywhere. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Assholes without borders. <laughs> assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sounds one. like a movement. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. it's like doctors. Right. Without borders, I got. Yeah. But, right. Um, but yeah, cause I, I was watching that with, um, 
I came across like an LGBTQ plus whatever. I always get messed up. It's LGBTQ plus. I can't. I can't read. I can't spell. So man, it's <laughs> it's hard enough for me to remember some acronym. But anyways, I watched like a little video essay about cartoons and having more exposure into that kind of stuff in in different media. And um, one was like uh, talking about Legend of Korra, how they had a lot of breakthroughs, even though they didn't show anything explicit. Like the two girls never kissed, but they like held hands here and there. And they like, you know, there was there was like more than friend like elements that you could see in it. And then they went into then after that, it was Adventure Time with Marceline and and, uh, Princess Bubblegum. Like they kind of at the end, they, they have a kiss and everything. It's like, wow, we knew it. They were together. Like, oh, okay. And then now there's like, you know, a bunch of other like, um, I guess there was like a cartoon that only had one season and it, um, it was like something, uh, it's like horrible egg or, or something like that. I, I never heard of it, but the animation had a, uh, a trans, uh, character in it. I was like, but the it looked so good. The animation looked crazy, and there was like this Humpty Dumpty figure, and he had like robot arms and legs. I was like, I want to watch this. Like it looks awesome. But the point being is that there was like it was about representation and showing the kids that if you feel this way, it's not the end of the world. And and if you see another kid like this, it's okay. They can they can be uh, you know homosexual that's that's fine that's that's not something to hate like, do you think though that one thing that, one thing that stood out to me in my my head just to play devil's advocate here was that like um because i agree with you first of all with the premise of what you're saying i mm. totally agree with like you know that's part of uh a good learning i i think is to expose different ideas and different types of people mm. but i noticed that the, the stark difference to me was that when i thought about the childhood shows i grew up with like again mr rogers because mr rogers would have guests on his show or he would have puppets that you know um acted out a certain personality type or, or, right. or character of a person right but he brought us into he brought the viewer into the world of like their vocation like what they did in the world what their purpose was in the world rather than their sexuality and i one thing that st- stood out to me I, is that yeah. modern kids sh- there there's a focus on sexuality which i think is a is strange to me and i can see why some people are very much against it right because you you have these in, you have these characters these animated characters of indeterminate age right discussing right. or ex- or expressing their sexuality whether completely af- whether that sexuality is completely formed or not and i mean when when what would you say like to me i feel like a lot of the um i mean what would you call them the lgbtq like sexualities or whatever falls underneath that mm-hmm. flag or umbrella a lot of those sexualities feel like they're either still forming or they're just not you know they're not completely formed they're not full ideas yet and they when you're a kid or do you mean just in general even for some of the adults like i mean the idea of like well that's the whole idea like right that, is that like to not be completely not, fluid and have yeah no like form. that sexuality can be fluid or that it is fluid <clears throat> like there's like you know um there's a saying that everyone's a little bit gay you know I, like i don't agree with that at all but because I, I feel like i'm the straightest there is but I, they probably mean like feminine and masculine traits maybe, which everybody uh, has but yeah. it doesn't make you but that doesn't determine see i that's one thing i do like disagree with is that because every human being has masculine and feminine traits mm-hmm. some some i would say it's not many people but i have heard some people make the argument like at least on tiktok and other social media that that is a sign of somehow that you were like repressed like you're a repressed homosexual just because you have feminine traits <laughs> well that would make that's like okay then every man in the world is gay that makes no sense yeah. obviously they aren't but i think that's really silly but do you think that i mean how do you feel about 
the idea I, I, that 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 seems to take a front seat with a lot of uh, kid shows or some kid shows, maybe not a lot. Well, not just kid shows, but you can see it creeping into media mm-hmm. all around. But like to me, I just don't. I don't think it's important. Like sexuality isn't. It just doesn't matter if you're straight, gay. It, it, like that doesn't define you. I don't think yeah. really your profession defines you either. So. So what? You know, so what identity should people walk around with? What What do we learn from Mister Rogers or from like? Uh, I don't think you have. Dora the there, there is no defining factor of Marco, right? There's no defining thing that is you. You You are an amalgamation of your thoughts, your feelings, what you do in life. Different identities for different times. D- different identities for different times, exactly. But also, like you are amalgamation of different identities as well personas yeah yeah you 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 well not just personas but different fa- there's i mean there's there's parts of you like like your sexuality right that, that, that's that is part of you there's parts of you like your uh your masculinity there's parts of you of your profession there's things that you have aspirations for these are these are all things that but those are are those traits or are they Full identities. So I mean, some people make it their identity. Is what I'm saying. Some people like I am a doctor. Doctor is me. I. That's all I do. Bus- business, business, business. Yeah. But like, that's not just you. You're not just a doctor. You are more than your profession. You are more than your sexuality. You are all these things. Your your religion. Your your philosophy. Your your all that. All in one. Like it's not. There is no. I don't think. Because but isn't there? A, don't you feel it like? That there, with most people, there is a dominant identity, a dominant persona. So, like in the example of a doctor, I mean, someone who's a doctor for forty-five years of their life, and that's what they've always wanted to be, and that's what they've always been doing. If you ask them what they are, or who they are in the world, I'm sure they would say they're a doctor, right? Like that's yeah, the dominant. but that's also like that's like a loaded question. It's like, mm. who are you? Yeah. What do you mean? Right. Like sure. that, like because it, it all means it all depends on the context. It depends on like if what kind of gathering you're at. It depends on the prior conversations and how you respond to that. Because some people might say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." Right. You know, some people might even might though say, they're an astronaut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like I really don't think like any of these things. There's there's no one defi- I don't think there's a dom- dominant factor. Yes, maybe there's one thing you portray more than others, perhaps like. Because I can't think of one thing that would define me as besides I am a man, you know. But beyond that, what is what does that even mean? What it, you know? Cause yeah, I mean, like, and it has besides like my biological, my biological like, yeah, uh, parts, yeah. and then like also my my masculine traits that I that I have, mm-hmm. you know, like that. That's but those are so. So what age then should when should that be introduced to children? I mean, as far because it's inescapable that children will get a hold of social media. I I have cousins and you know friends who you know their kids as soon as they were pretty much born they had a cell phone or a tablet in their hand with the internet connected like without filter. That's another. So so let's let's answer your question, but I just want to bring up so we don't forget. Yeah. Um. There's a thing on YouTube that there's where most like young young kids like babies and a little older to like you know toddlers and stuff like that are watching like YouTube and it goes on autoplay and they're watching yeah. you know a kids show and then it goes into like dark and the YouTube. algorithm takes off. Yeah. yeah. So like that's one thing. But when should kids be exposed to that? Well, I don't. What's the it, it, the thing is, there's a way to, I think, to do it for exposure purposes, right? And that is just having a part of the story. 
just having a character you know because you have characters that have a boyfriend or have a girlfriend and if they happen to be the same sex they happen to be the same sex don't make it a deal and it won't be a deal you know what i'm saying sure no i agree with that i think that so i I think that i think that's what stood out the most in my head was the fact that um because i was thinking about like at what ages did i watch kids shows and, and and how did that evolve over time right like when did i get bored with mr rogers uh, as a kid and get more interested you know when did i switch over to like thundercats and then from thundercats i went to i don't know ninja turtles and then from that i went to like more adult because i always as a kid like just to give some premise of how my mind works mm-hmm. right as a kid i always liked adult heroes right so even when i was 15 that's why i never got into anime really because all the heroes are like 15 or yeah. 16 and they're you know i hated young heroes so i i wanted the mature hero the 30 or 40 that's year old so funny you know so i'm the exact opposite i love yeah. kid power i'm all about kid power <laughs> such a 90s kid dude, dude 90s is the fucking best <laughs> like you, you got these two siblings his brother and sister it's gonna go to alaska to save their dad from a plane crash because no one else will I'm like fuck yeah go get your dad that's so cool I love I love that uh the the one where like the group of kids go off in America and like across America and they're doing like a nature documentary the whole time and they get into like a, a wolf or a bear den These or all like sound that. familiar. So I think I've seen those. Freaking good. You're right though. Man, the 90s was just full of kid power. Kid power, yeah. man. Which was like and I'm being a kid in the 90s that was awesome to me cuz it's like that's right. I am a beast. Like I can do anything. Mm. I don't need to wait to grow up. I'm already awesome. That's what that showed me. I do you feel like this then what we see now is just an evolution of that, just kid power to the umpteenth power. I don't think there's as much kid power anymore. And uh, really, it feels like kids. Well, I think I feel like kids I, there have might more be kid rights. Dominated. There's more dominated things like children dominated uh, animations and yeah. um, uh, what's it called and, and other media, whatever shows. But like, there's not the power aspect they're not the ones in control most of the time Mm. most of the time they're going to some kind of higher authority and that i i don't like as much there are a lot of i one thing i noticed another thing that stood out to me with like modern children's shows and i I can't really name them uh well maybe you can but i can't but um uh like uh what was what's the one that you introduced me to that's got like that really crazy like wizard that oh adventure time adventure time so that's yeah yeah, is that a kid's show though like i kind of it's i I felt like it wasn't i felt like it was actually quite mature it is it's cartoon network and cartoon network okay then that's not it has always been a more like uh their demographic has always been at least into the teens right well that's interesting because in the 90s like the cartoon network was definitely aimed at kids no and it was well hold on what i mean is like the the idea of being a teenager like that yeah, mindset that, right that's that was that. its demographic yeah. whereas now i feel like it's full on adult it's just yeah, a mix of sort of weirdness and it's like animation. the guys from uh from um what's it called adult swim just yeah. like they, oh, they, 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 they took leaked, over they leaked into yeah. cartoon network and it's like well you can't be as free here but you can still have a lot of fun you can bend <laughs> the rules yeah yeah so cuz no adventure time it has a lot of adult themes a lot of like uh like his the main character's dad is like uh is is well it's weird so like he he is he's the last human right on earth but then he finds out that his dad's still alive and he finds his dad but his dad doesn't give any cares about him you know mm. he just kind of like abandons him and will use him and like pretty much you know abuse you know not everything but physically 
And then um, he finds out his mom's dead later on. And it's just like the craziest thing. That's so it's so mature. And then there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of adult themes like dealing with different types of family members and things like that and things like that. But it's it's good. It's it's awesome. The animation is is wacky, and it's and it, it grips me. You know what's another um, a really heavily adult themed cartoon like that is uh, Amazing World of Gumball, and that's like a composite animation, and it has a lot of different like. Um, animation styles it has 2d it has stop motion it has live action it has you know um rotoscope it has everything and it's just all mashed together and the themes that they go on it gets pretty pretty adult but also just like crazy in your face colors and all this other stuff it's so good I, that's one of my favorite animations well i was gonna ask you what you're like as a let's say in the one to ten age range or one in the seven ten. in the six what, to ten what, or seven to ten age range like what was the what what show made old, you laugh what grade's a 10 year old in oh shit now you're testing because i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> i don't know my ages i know wait i know because like uh third grade um I started being homeschooled, so that's well, I, how I judge my life. If I, was I would say third grade, right? Is it ten years grade? old? Yeah, because if you start at seven, okay. So third grade is a is a twelve year old is a is a ten year old. Um, third or fourth grade, let's say. Well, I didn't have cable, so that's the hard thing. So like then there was there was. Uh, well, even if you went to a friend, I used to go to my friend's house. That you know had. I think I watched Rugrats a lot then. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um. Cat dog, bro. Cat dog, I remember that. Yeah, dude, cat dog was so good, so gross looking. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. I never, I never got into Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't like the lines on it. I don't know what it is, man. I'm very particular with my aesthetics, I guess. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, but going for Cartoon Network, like Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, the original one, was really good. So good. Yeah. Um, kids next, kids next door was pretty good as well. Um, I don't. I never really had much of a favorite, but these are the ones I remember. So they must have been, <laughs> must have been good, right? I, I gotta be, yeah. yeah. Do, but what about like which one made you laugh the most? Like what was the funniest show you watched growing up? I don't remember watching cartoons to laugh. Really? I remember watching them because they were badass. Mm. Like they were cool. Like Samurai Jack. Like mm. Samurai Jack's not funny, but it's awesome. There's some funny moments, but it's a it's a it's a great anime. Oh, dude, Dragon Ball Z. That's probably my favorite as a kid. Mm. I would I would have to convince my parents to stay up late to just so, so I could, could watch, watch it. That. Yeah. yeah, that that's one I remember. One thing I always liked I was never a Dragon Ball. I can't call myself a Dragon Ball Z fan, but one aspect of the show that I loved was just that the intensity. Like there was no limit. Like they always try to up the amount of like power that a character could emit. I love that because that's what I liked about. The they call I what do they call I think they call it what golden era Superman or whatever yeah like the yeah. Superman of the eighties where he's basically a god he can yeah. do whatever he wants that's the best Superman to me <laughs> it is like why do I you know like I loved Batman for his aesthetic because I love the whole idea of like you know vampires and stuff like that yeah. you know and he's a cool character but you know Superman with all the godlike powers like that was my favorite like I didn't I didn't I didn't care that he couldn't be defeated I just always wanted to see him win like that was just awesome to me. Because that's usually like the argument people make about Superman is that he's, you know, they had to tone him down because it was boring. Like, that's not boring to me. Because, you know, <laughs> I like watching him obliterate well, whole the, planets. Yeah, that and the fact that, because what, 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 even as a kid, what was interesting to me was that Superman 
Superman's greatest villain is himself. He has this godlike power that he has to reign every day, every waking moment. He has to worry about. Yeah, but he doesn't show that. Well, sometimes That's... he sometimes he does, and he, one way he do, he did one way he did show it. I would I would argue every every time you saw him was that he was a Boy Scout. He was the true. He was truly good. That's what I found boring about. See, yeah, a lot of people say it. that, but I. That's what's so amazing. That's what I love about that that version of Superman was that he was truly good. Like no matter what happened, he would find a way to reconcile. You know the outcome. Yeah, but, but the thing is, he never had any moral dilemmas. Like he never had any kind of conflicting. Like I think he did. I I I just think that you had to either a use some of your imagination or b <laughs> you had to pay attention to the writing because I think it cheapened Superman when they gave him too many like baby mama problems. You know what I mean? Like just they turned him into Jerry Springer in a lot of ways. You know, like a like a character off the old you know nineties TV show, and just you know. I don't know. I just didn't dig that. I guess that wasn't yeah. my style. I like evil Superman, Red Sun. You know, Injustice. Red Sun wasn't evil though. No, he wasn't. Red Sun's actually a good Superman. He's just a Russian good yeah. Superman. <laughs> that's, that's practically evil. If you're Russian, you're evil. Oh no, <laughs> not really. Just, just joking. I know. I really um, liked Red Sun. But what's? Yeah, no. I, I like. I like the you know the darker Superman. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll get. There was those. a lot. I also looked at. Uh, I thought about. All the Marvel or DC cartoons growing up or as a teenager, and I think that's one that's one era one era that beats the eighties. There is the nineties as far as like like comic books, like superhero shows, car yeah, shows. They were the best. In that's the 90s. when they started coming out. Uh, animated um, Batman the animated series is the one that really kicked. You had, out. I mean, we had I, I you in had the late seventies and early eighties. I had Justice League and Super Friends, and yeah, those weren't. They were all right. They were all right. Do whatever, man. They were cool. You look forward to that shit. That was the only way. That was the only way you could yeah, see. That's, that's all you had. Well, but okay, but the <laughs> Spider Man, like the like the eighty Spider Man cartoons were good. Where he. <laughs> the animation of his, really bad of his web slinging is not an animation of him no. web slinging. It's him flying across the screen. Yeah, you know that's the reason Superman can uh, can fly is because animators are too lazy to make a jumping animation, so they just it's way easier. Yeah, just I'm glad they give him flight because yeah, otherwise it's a, it's a way better power. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's way better than leaping. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was cool though. But man, you know there was a lot. You know another thing too I noticed was that. Um, you don't. I, you know what kind of makes me sad is that like characters like Bob Ross or Steve Irwin or, or Fred Rogers, and again going back to them because they really are kind of a holy trinity, you know. If I if if I can put it, yeah, that they're way. morally upright for sure, and, and they were just such good people. And I just I couldn't find anyone. Now again, I'm not a child watching uh, child shows today. Really, I'm just researching the idea. But I had a lot of trouble finding anyone anywhere. On any media, who had that, that kind of kind, that had anything, and, yeah. anything similar to those to those guys, and, and Steve Irwin is very modern. I mean, he was yeah. in the two thousands. So, yeah, I really can't think of anything either. That's, um, I'm sure they exist. Maybe the maybe the problem is that our what we're shown, our attention is different, or at least well, what's yeah, been not given to us. Not watching anything like that anymore. Yeah. Either. But I'm still, you know, you still hear about like Pup Patrol and Wonder Pets, and you know, different different things like that yeah but I, I can't think of any shows that are really that are really like like that have, have a just a, a gentle kind person as as their as their host yeah i think that I, I think i think that should have a renaissance that should have a comeback is my opinion that you know something that doesn't 
doesn't bring anything, nothing about identity or politics or, or, or anything other than just, you know, being kind to people and like the, the gentler knowledge of the world, right? Like how to treat others, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's still Sesame street. Sesame street is still banging around. Yeah. No, I can't believe it. That's insane. It's still some of the original like puppeteers too. It's the longest like, uh, running show for like children's animations. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's it's been going on since the sixties. I know, and it's cool. It's actually kind of cool because I've I saw some episodes where or clips where they brought back children, like people, like oh, you know, really? people our age. Yeah, they were on the show as children. That's kind of you know, cool because you know, they were like four or five, and they were like counting numbers or like you know yeah. playing with a puzzle. And they bring them back, and it's with the same damn puppet and puppeteer with some of them. You know, wow. to see them as a, as a as a as an adult in the thirties or forties, it's pretty wild. I bet that's a good deal to be a puppeteer for Sesame Street. Like, I bet they get paid pretty good, and it's ho- like such so. a steady gig. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like I made it, Mom. <laughs> Got yeah. on Sesame Street. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love puppets. There's something about. It. I think they can be funny. They can be adult. They can be they're so malleable as, as like an art form. Yeah, I, I I can't get into puppets, but I can respect them. You mm. know, I respect yeah, the art. You can appreciate it. You know, I think it's also kind of that like they're unsettling for me as well. They're just like weird looking, and they're like they I don't know I don't know what it is. I think they're they're well puppets suffer from kind of the uncanny valley. I was gonna say thing, that, but bet. like they but they're not either because they're not that realistic looking. But the but there's the disconnect, maybe, is what it is. It's like, you're an animate creature, but you're not, you know, maybe that's what it's the Uncanny Valley towards, not towards, like, they don't look like people, because that's what it... Well, you know what was interesting? It usually describes. You made me think, you reminded me of something I thought about a long time ago, in why, I was thinking about puppetry, and like, why some puppetry is creepy, and some isn't, and it occurred to me, because I have a, you're looking at a puppet right there that I've had since I was 10 years old, and, um... I used to play around with him in public, right? And it occurred to me, I went one day in a mirror when I was practicing, it occurred to me, so here's what happened. <laughs> I was I was messing around, like, you know, rehearsing like a skit, like okay. trying to be funny with my puppet, right? And I stepped, I just for fun, because I was, you know, testing different things, I had like a closet door, right? Or a corner on the mirror that I was standing in front of. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out of view to where I could only see the puppet. Right. And I noticed something. When I was removed from the image, the puppet was much funnier and more accepting. I was funnier. I was making myself laugh finally when I could only see the puppet. Right. But when I was in view with the puppet and manipulating it, it became creepy. And I noticed something that, at least for me, is true, that the further the puppeteer gets from the image with the puppet, the less mm. creepy it becomes. That's why, to me, ventriloquists are the most creepy. Yeah. Because that is so intimate. They're right next to each other. You can tell that they're talking for them and controlling them. So it's got kind of a necromancer feel going on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And But it's, it's like if you didn't see... You know, if you take the the person out away from the ventriloquist and all you see is the dummy, suddenly it's you, it calms you down. Something about it to me is more reassuring I agree, and funnier. Because it's like... Um it like it's that disconnect. It makes it seem more like that thing's alive. Like it's a it's its, its own a, thing, its own character. Right? Yeah. When it's when you have the person and you can see them, it, it's more like you know. You Isn't that strange them. how easily that puppetry like like lets our mind disconnect? 
You know what I mean? Like, sort well, of yeah. just accept that that's a thing. Like, it's a being. You know, yeah, that is weird. Isn't that, that is weird? How I easily? Feel, I feel like it's like any media, though. I have a, I'm usually really good at being able to, like, have the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Because, like, like, a lot of movies, you know, are... Require it. Yeah, require it to a high Enjoy degree. Enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, like, especially <laughs> anything that's, like... um not necessarily science fiction, but anything that deals with like you know time travel or like you know stuff oh, like I, that. Oh, I agree. Like, it's like you have to really just like like all right, these are the rules of this universe. Okay. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. If you try to explain it, then you treat the audience like they're stupid, and then it becomes becomes. I think that is the funniest dumb. thing when when a when a show or a movie will like explain the science of their show. Yeah. And it's like. You're making things up, like yeah. literally. I like this need, is so silly. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to know why the Kluglar is part of the fling flang <laughs> system. Like I don't, I don't care. Yeah, it's like that's that's not what's interesting. Um, you know who does a good job of it though is uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty does a really good job at making up science but also making it part of the joke. Well, a lot of the science isn't made up. It's just it's quantum theory. It's like, quantum it's, physics yeah, so, yeah. and it's astrophysics, and they just they sort of just exploit it, but it's really not made up. Like well, a lot of it's true. I guess what I mean is more like the like the <laughs> schmeckles, you know, yeah, the currencies that, yeah. and things like that. Oh, like yeah, like aliens yeah, and scenery, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that of course. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, with with wormholes and stuff that that's that's quantum. That's there's a theory. Yeah, yeah right. there's They're, stuff with that. You can link it somehow to the real world. Right, they have their thread to the real world. But yeah. when they explain like their fake science stuff and they're like talking about um they had they made they did a whole episode about it with the dark matter crystals or whatever it was to get like the the spaceship to do its certain thing or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? Um, like that was it was part of the joke so it was funny you know it was good it wasn't it wasn't needless you know was- i think that's my favorite modern animated show is rick and morty and that's obviously not i wouldn't call that a kid's show it's definitely right. not but as far as like modern animated shows go that's my favorite because i was thinking about that too like what shows as an adult over the years have i really that's- enjoyed i actually really used to love the simpsons like in the late 90s early mm-hmm. 2000s i love the simpsons i watched it all the time you know, uh, Futurama is still a favorite. Oh, Futurama is so good. Yeah, I love Futurama. Futurama is another one that has like real science to it as well. Yeah, they mix it in. Yeah. yeah, there was. You know, it's funny about Futurama. I didn't. I wasn't into it when it came out. It was many years later that I got into it. I feel like that's how it was for most people too. Isn't that weird? Because like once like Netflix, it just missed its window. Like it was came out too early or something. Yeah, or like whenever. Yeah, because like they before started it's showing, time. Yeah, they started showing reruns on like Comedy Central. And then it got big again, and yeah. like people were like, uh, they made they actually made like two or three more movies off of that. They did, yeah. And, like and, and then there, they went up two more seasons, I think, yeah. seven to nine or whatever. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. But like, and then Netflix got it. There's something about Netflix. Netflix still has that that little magic spice where they can like put a show on, and then like everyone like swarms it. Yeah. Because it's like it was Futurama, it was The Office, you know, it was different shows like that where they just like start. Friends was another one. Once yeah. Friends got on Netflix, everyone loved Friends again. I was like, "What? Okay." I mean, Did they make so much money? Those Friends actors—that's ridiculous. Yeah, I bet just off of Friends, it's just off of Friends. It's dude. crazy. They're, they're multi-million. They're, some of the, like what's his name? Um, um, the one that people used to say I looked like. I forget. I never watched Friends. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, well, there's Joey, who's the actor one. Yeah, I like that guy, and yeah. I liked his character. Like, I've, I've obviously seen like episodes yeah. of Friends, but. 
and he was the only one that I really liked. There's um, Chandler. Chandler. So the guy who played yeah. Chandler, people who say I looked like him, he's he's got hundreds of millions of dollars just from. Yeah, have you seen him do anything else? There's no, why like would he? He did some good movies. He did like yeah. the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. Like those are okay. good comedies. But I don't. Other than that, I don't, I don't think, think you could do much. Like after yeah. that kind of show, too. That's another problem. Um, is that like character actors who like who like do a character so oh, much? Oh yeah, yeah. They're, it's, they're, like, uh, it's like supernatural. What do they call that? Like they're like they're they're role cast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just typecast. Typecast. Thank you. But because typecast is like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He plays Leonardo DiCaprio every time. Uh. Same thing with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp plays Johnny Depp. Everything. After, uh, Pirates I don't of the agree Caribbean. with that. Everything at all. after Pirates of the Caribbean is is Jack Sparrow. No, man, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, look at Johnny Depp is 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 very eclectic. I mean, his his roles are very very different. You could argue that some are very similar, sure, but I, saying, I would say that overall he's not typecast. I mean, like typecast to me means that that person is always playing like you know like well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's typecast, yeah. right? He's always the action hero. Yeah, that's typecast. Yeah, that's for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But I mean, like guys like Depp, they go from the villain to the comic relief to the hero to the whatever. You know what I mean? They can do. They've done it all. That's yeah. I was I was mixing it up. I guess it was with. Uh, You're wrong, Zach. No, I am. Move. I was wrong, and I, and I can <laughs> can admit it. I guess. No. So anyway, I mean, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't admit it. I don't allow uh, it. All right. Cool. <laughs> So, if you could bring back one kid's show today from, like, your childhood, which one would it be, and would you change it in any way? Like, what would I want more episodes of? Yeah, would you just want more episodes, or would you bring something back and be like, you know what, I always wish that this was, like, you know, better animated, or better voice acted, or, I don't know. I don't know. Man... Because they already brought back Dragon Ball. They brought back Dragon Ball Z. Didn't they bring it back more than once? Well, okay, so it was was Dragon Ball originally, and then it went into Dragon Ball Mm. Z. That stopped for a little bit. GT came out, and then not many people liked GT. Most people hate it. I liked it. It was pretty awesome. But, um... And then that that stopped after a few seasons, and then um, now they're doing Super, and that, that just came back. And there was this like weird time where Nickelodeon got the rights as well. Oh yeah, and they had Dragon Ball Z or uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, and it was terrible. They cut out all the filler, which is fine, I guess. But I I like filler because like to me that's like development. I don't know. I Do like you think it. most kids shows today are on social media, like on you? I mean, on YouTube, right? I mean. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of like um, independent creators, and then also people re-uploading things on YouTube and things like that. There's like, but not a lot of like for like like toddlers, like young kids. Like it's not quality. It's like uh, it's like opening uh, puzzle like those little chocolates with like can- like prizes in them and stuff like that, and like just opening a bunch of those. Or oh, it's so like, it's just like. It's like slot machine psychology, yeah, like, like just colors and lights to get yeah. your attention. And then yeah. it's like there's like um, other horrible acting by these like kids and stuff doing their own things. Like, that, but who some are of them... you? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's always been a thing. But this is like now being forced by like parents to do it, trying to get like you know the mo- getting the money and stuff. Yeah. 
So it's kind of gross, but it's always been kind of gross, hasn't it? Like when it, dealing with child actors, like there's a lot of like negativity. There's stuff. so many gross stories. I think that's why like well, they're just so vulnerable, or yeah, yeah, vulnerable. That's the word. But um, they're, yeah, they're they're just they're easy targets because they don't know anything. Their parents usually don't know anything either about the industry. So you can really wreck someone <laughs> doing that. And then a lot of the time, the parents, sometimes, you know, they just take advantage of it and they, they fall into it. They become like those super, super soccer mom kind of things where they're just like forcing their kid to do the thing. Yeah. That'll never change. Right. I mean, that's some parents that just want copies. Yeah. You know, then of course but, there's the opposite where they don't give the child enough attention at all. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's always an extreme. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't have kids yet. <laughs> Maybe they should have a kids show for adults or like an adult show for adults. You know how to do intelligent things like how to raise. That always blew my mind that that like. I remember so when I was in grade school and even actually up to early high school. There was home ec. Like, that was still a thing. I don't even yeah. know if that exists anymore. Yeah, I, I took home ec. Yeah? Yeah. So, and that's in, like, to the 90s, let's say, okay? And... Well, I, high school was 2000s for me, but, yeah. Right. No, for me, it was in the 90s. Right. But um, I always thought it was odd that that wasn't, like, mandatory for boys and girls. I always felt like learning how to cook for yourself, how to take clean, how to take care of yourself, like hygiene, how to raise children, like oh, how to was, talk. That was like a blow-off class for me because I already knew all that stuff. I yeah, but like, a lot <laughs> of kids don't. Like I I had a friend, I've mentioned you before, um, in high school. When I met him, he didn't know any of those things. I mean, he didn't know about hi- personal yeah. hygiene. He didn't know how to dress properly. He was almost like a homeless person who went to school. <laughs> and he, you no, know, really, I mean, it was kind of sad, but... It really, I'd never met anyone like that before. So it kind of blew my mind. It's like, I just assumed like even bad parents taught their kids how to like at least do simple adult skills, you know, but yeah. there's a lot of people that they just no, don't. I feel really fortunate. Like my parents really set me up to be yeah. a, an adult. Like they, they made me do my own laundry and laundry for everyone else. Too. Yeah. They made me cook. Proper chores. They, and they would tell me, it's like, you need to pay attention right now because you're going to have to do this when you're an adult. Right. Oh, oh I heard that a lot as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But it paid off. No, it did. Yeah, for the most part. I, I, yeah. For the most part, I'm, I'm rocking it yeah. <laughs> as much as I can. You know, I'm struggling here and there, but who yeah. isn't? But yeah, I I don't know if should it be a mandatory class. I don't know. I, I think it's fine as an elective, as long as you got it there as as an opportunity. It's a fun class, regardless. You're just cooking, and you get to eat food. <laughs> That's great. It's a well, great our, class. I, I remember ours in. Um, the one that they had in high school where I went, my first high school, they had everything like, um, even like pregnancy, like the girls had to learn about yeah, we like had, after, we had that one after too. sex said, but it was part of like the home ec thing. Like it was all like encompassed. Yeah. So, that like, was like know, early childhood dangers. Yeah. Class. Early. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I hope they still have those things. I feel like that, that was always really important, but you know, they needed to add like economics is what they need to do. But you I know, wish, like teach teach kids how to invest class, and they, save money and do would, all that. They would skin it in a better way because health class is so like presented very boring and like even the teacher isn't interested in it. I had good no, not not for me. I really? had great health teachers. I had one who was so funny. I'll never forget him. He was so candid. And um, <laughs> just a quick story. I uh, like one assignment we had to do once. We had to write down on a piece of paper 
are like a sexual fantasy or just like a date of a date fantasy right okay. and it could be anything we wanted and we we couldn't sign it we just had to throw it in and then throw it into like a box like a hat right okay and then the game was he was going to read them and the class like had like three guesses or whatever to guess who, who wrote that <laughs> right so i was sick the next day i was out right but everybody knew right away what mine was. And mine was just a big titty bitch on the beach. <laughs> oh, no, it was like a dinner with a big titty bitch and, and sex on the beach. That was, and Everybody knew right away that that was my fantasy. That's so funny. And I wasn't there for it. <laughs> but my friends in high school at the time, they were, they were laughing. But yeah, I got, he was a cool health teacher. I forget his name, but. Yeah, um, ours were pretty boring and like very clinical and like. Not really scare tactics. There's someone that came into with drugs, especially. There's a lot of like, just stay away. It'll kill you. I was like, well, I mean. I think that's the worst. You know, it's so dumb. You got to make it's, it funny. You got to make it human. This one I don't understand yeah. is why some some teachers and some parents, it's like, do you realize, like, that I feel like some people just sometimes need, like, even a person, a friend, or someone to, like, tap them on the shoulder, say, take a step back and just remember one thing. You are raising a person that is not an infinite child. Like that, yeah. that, that, that mind that you're helping to frame or warp wants to one day be an adult. In fact, that's what you mostly think about when you're little yeah. is getting older. You yes. want to get older because that's where you think all the freedoms are, all the things that you can do and earn. Yeah, right? for sure. I remember not, can't waiting to, to grow up. Yeah. I remember that. So I, I feel like I, you know, and I saw that in my own, and you know, as you get older, you realize, you know, your parents are people too. And it's like, yeah, it's easy to have hindsight, but anyway, so yeah. yeah, No, that's an illusion for sure. Where you think your, your, uh, your parents are superheroes. That's because they're pretty much gods. They control everything you do. You know, they, when you go to bed, when you get up, where you're going, how, what you're having for dinner, you got no choice. So they, they, they seem like a God. So when, when you finally realize that they're human, just like you, and they're still trying to figure things out just like you, it's like, Oh, wow. You know, one thing that I feel is fading or maybe is almost completely gone is uh, an old ideal, respect for your elders. And when I was a kid, that was in a, I mean, the end of like most cartoons even had some kind of life lesson like that, like respect your elders or be kind to others, like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And I just see that fading. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I definitely don't see that as I'm getting older now, because yeah. I'm, you know, middle aged, I'm 40. But the climb here so far, I, I can see that like younger people really don't have that. And it, I feel like it's misunderstood, too, because even I misunderstood the idea when I was younger. I thought originally it meant to just always listen to people that are older than you. That's not what it means, you know, of course. It means that people that have been on this earth longer than you may have more to say than you or maybe understand something better than you do. And so showing them respect allows you to learn from them. And that's the whole point is respect your elders, I, to I learn get, from I get elders. that, but like, I feel like people younger than you can teach you something too, because we're all on different paths. We see di meeting different uh, milestones in our lives at different points in our in our sure, life. Sure, sure. So I, a, a younger person can teach you, and an older person, of can course, teach they you, can. Your peer no. can teach you. So respect your elder. I never got because I was like respect someone that's older than me just because they're older than me. That doesn't mean anything to me. He's like I I, I was like. I'll respect you if, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to be a, a rude kid, but like that doesn't, it doesn't, it, just because you're older than me doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's still, it's, I don't know. I guess I still think that for me, at least that just having that position, I feel allows you the chance to learn maybe more. 
You know, and it, and it and it works both well, ways too. Like you people younger than you. <laughs> well, okay, but as look, long as you're not a garbage human being, get shown respect. Yeah, but there should be some. I do feel like an elevated position. There for those should, who yeah. The, you don't have to call it an authority because it doesn't have to be an authority. But there should be, there there should be in place this sort of tribal idea that those who have been on Earth longer may have more to say and therefore you can learn i mean and that is i think inarguable like obviously you know you don't know everything at 18 right right? i mean you should be learning from people who are older than you right that's all i think i i see that as i just feel like you should always be quiet when you enter a room always listen to everyone those around you people aren't gonna know you're an idiot if you don't talk so it's, it's a lot and it's a lot easier to learn from from other people when you're just being quiet and listening, and then may ask questions for sure. I think that's important. Yeah, but, but those but those are things I mean. Like those used to I be in ch- like children's shows when I was growing up. I don't and the, what I was looking up the other day, like the other night, I couldn't find anything that was even. It, most of it's just zany. I, I found yeah, that like really it's just not, crazy. There's, there's no really lesson. Not it's just, lessons. There's no yeah. moral uh, stories anymore. I don't feel like. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what. I kind of remember like. Uh, because I, I didn't really watch Teletubbies or um, Dragon Tales, but I feel like they still had lessons in them. Like, they had some kind of point, you know? Like, Pup Patrol is just about saving the, the other animal that's in danger, you know? It's just things like that, or, like, Rival. They're they're more that, like, um, you know, just just episodic. There's no real lesson to be had. They, we didn't, even, you know who has good lessons? South Park. Stockport has lessons. They they do that at the end of every episode. It's like, you know what I learned today, guys? Like, <laughs> so that's the adult show. <laughs> <laughs> but they're but they're still giving lessons out. <laughs> yeah. I never got into South Park. That bothers a lot of my friends. You're like, how can you not like it? I'm like, I don't know. I just never liked it. I could see why you wouldn't like it or why people wouldn't like it in general, just because it's it's pretty brass. You know, it's it's yeah. not just not that you don't necessarily like things that are offensive but it is it's an offensive show not just to like um for me it's the, different it's ideas, the art ideas. and the acting i don't like but yeah. it's like it's it's just it's rude it's a rude show regardless was there any cartoon that you wish you could bring back though and either change or just get more episodes of i would like to see a remake one of my favorite cartoons um well, I, I, I kind of have two answers. So as far as like a live action, like moral learning show, I would like to see some kind of a modern Mr. Rogers. You know what I mean? And I think it's okay if he's a white straight man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to wokeify. You know what I mean? Like it just, it can just be Mr. Rogers 2.0. I would like to see that happen. Um, but as far as like a fun cartoon to bring back, one show I really loved as a kid in the 80s was Silverhawks. And it was such a cool concept. It was a little corny. I mean, they all were. But it, the the Silverhawks is about um, kind of, they're basically like a family of um, androids of like um, like half, like part human, part robot, right? Really? And they lived, it was kind of like uh, lost in space, except they weren't lost. <laughs> and they, they were cool. They were sort of symbiotic with their spaceships because okay. they would use them for battle to defend good, you know, from evil. Mm. But then they could separate. They could just jettison into space and fly around in space. And they would have these, their bodies are made of like silver. 
and then like these wings would sprout and they could fly through space you That's know and, then, pretty cool. and they were yeah and then some of the some of the male characters of course which i liked were sort of gi joe like like one guy played the guitar electric guitar and he had a really? cowboy hat and another one had like a metal hawk the leader i forget his name so i think a modern version of silverhawks would be pretty damn cool who who would you want to do it like what production company um because i had to have been like Hanna barbera right I don't know. Um, as far as that's concerned, like who do you trust? Well, you know what was funny too was like that show. It wasn't really comedic. It was pretty serious. So I wouldn't want like the Rick and Morty guys doing it. Right. You know what I mean? And I have to say, I have yet to see a reference to it. I'm I'm kind of secretly hoping there's some like obscure Silverhawk reference in the show <laughs> that, eventually. That's Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Birdman maybe Birdman kind of is Silverhawk. He becomes he becomes the Phoenix Bat. Ah, oh, fuck! You're right. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much <laughs> it. You're right. But it didn't feel intentional. So, um, but I mean, there were like my favorite, I think I loved the comedic shows as well. Like, I mean, uh, in the nineties actually, um, I watched quite a bit of cartoons then too. I loved Run and Stimpy. I still do. That's one of the well, best. That was like MTV was making that, right? That was, I think they started on MTV. Maybe you're yeah. right. Cause like Beavis and Butthead, Run and Stimpy. Butt as well. They were on Nickelodeon too, but they were obviously kind of watered down. Yeah. But they got away with a lot. Um, and then of course, you know, once, once, cause I was a teenager in the nineties. So I started, I started watching things like Syphil and Ollie. Very few people know about that show. Sounds familiar. Syphil and Ollie is, um, so you ever heard of, you know, the band or singer Liam Lynch? No. So he was one of, you know, he's this is my United oh, States okay, yeah. of whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that song was written and performed by one of the guys who created Syphil and Ollie. And okay. He used to play that on, that, on the show. So oh, that's like that's the original cool. music video that I saw for it was there. And um, Syphil and Ollie was just two sock puppets. Really, it's just... It's like two dudes that I think were just high all the time, and they made sock puppets, and they would just have com- like what we're doing right now. It's the original podcast. It really is. Syphil and Ali is the original podcast because hmm. it was two sock puppets from two different dudes talking to each other about whatever and just saying wild shit like whatever came to mind, and they would have like weird interviews with other sock puppets and stuff like that. <laughs> it was kind of awesome, dude. It was awesome. You know, MTV also did um, uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. I and missed that. That oh. was that was kind of awesome. That was so badass. I'm not a big stop motion fan, but that was good. Oh, dude, I miss Celebrity Deathmatch so much. I we used to. Oh man, when I was in high school, we we couldn't. We would talk about that shit all fucking day. I uh, I had a teacher in college that used to work on that show. He said it was the hardest job he ever had. Oh really? He said the turnover rate on like the episodes were like ridiculous. You were just nonstop go, and you were always on a time crunch, and it was it was just like the hardest like oh wow like that job you ever had. He said because it's all stop motion, so mm. you have to. Mm. Is Robot Chicken Digital? Do they or do, are they doing hand animation like that? There's got to be like um, it's got to be models they by do, now, no, right? No, they, from what I so I watched the thing was it Seth Green, right? He's one of the yeah, yeah. 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 He um, so I I knew about I was it was kind of surprising to me when I learned it was Seth Green because I I actually liked Seth Green as an actor, you know, from yeah, like the nineties right. and early two thousands. I thought he was really funny, and um, he did a, like a behind the scenes thing once for Adult Swim, and they showed like the models, and it looked like it was stop motion. Wow. Uh, is how they did it, yeah. Because they made up a lot of money, and everything, it's a, the amount of prop work is unbelievable. Because yeah. every little thing had to be created, you know, like the eyeballs and everything. And it's basically just 
raunchy Gumby. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, Gumby, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's what that's what um, Robot Chicken reminds me of. Is like Gumby. It is. It is a lot like that. I like the, yeah. the aspect of ch- uh, Robot Chicken is the channel flipping. Is that it, that's the that's the theme? Is that mm-hmm. like every like, skit yeah, is like a, a different skit, channel? Yeah. That, that some dudes just surfing the cable like like that's that's really cool to me it, you would like um you would like a movie called stay tuned have you ever seen that no stay tuned is one of my favorite like uh cheese ball like you know just fun movies mm-hmm. i want to say it came out in the early 90s maybe late 80s okay but it's with um oh you probably wouldn't know him and i can't think of his name right now anyway the premise <laughs> is that um uh, this guy is sort of like on the rocks with his marriage, right? Because he's just he doesn't care anymore, and you know he, his wife, him and his wife argue about all this, you know, stupid things that, uh, you know, uh, husband and wife back then would, you know, like he's lazy, he just watches the game, and she doesn't put out, you know, like all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so one day, a, a shady looking salesman offers him, you know, this really amazing deal, like all the channels he could possibly, you know, hundreds and hundreds of tables, like the ultimate cable deal, which was mm-hmm. big. So it was, that was yeah. big in like the late 80s yeah. when it was cable, right? What he doesn't know is that he's signing away his soul to the devil because that's who the, the guy is. He's like the person, he's a demon or whatever. Yeah. And he gets to channel surf all these weird, um, all these channels that are sort of like levels of hell. So they're all like torment, but they, they, so cool. but they mimic like, famous tv shows and cartoons and stuff like that the catches they're deadly right so it was like wayne's instead of wayne's world it was wayne's underworld and they're all like zombies and like you know undead so funny (laughs) so they're like actually doing like you know three stooges type like violent humor to each other but Mm. for real (laughs) but but for real yeah so stuff like that you would love that movie it's really good it sounds familiar I think I must have seen commercials for it or something because I remember like the the cable aspect. John Ritter, that's his name. John Ritter played right. the father. He's the main character. Okay. Basically, him and his wife get pulled into you know hell. Let's that's say cool. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it is an old movie. Um, and John Ritter was um, famous for Three's Company. That's where he got his first claim to fame. Okay, so he was the. Uh, the 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 guy I don't know I, I forgot I think he's gay I'm not I don't it's remember the show. company that's the one with uh nope that's Laverne and Shirley that's the name of no that it's the show. guy that's living with two like hot female roommates it is in okay. the in the 70s which was like totally unheard of. like nobody would believe that you know yeah right you know and he but but on top of that he I think he was like gay yeah. so like it's just like nothing's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's like you bastard you know <laughs> you got this amazing deal and you can't even appreciate it yeah yeah. <laughs> So that was like that's that I actually kind of liked Three's Company. I used to watch the reruns when I was a kid. So all right, Zach. Well, it's been fun talking about uh, reminiscing with you on TV shows yes. about the past, and I feel like at some point uh, we'll have to return to this, or we'll just make reference to it. Maybe one day we'll be in our own cartoon. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.